Welcome to If This Bar Could Talk, a podcast about bartenders and the stories they have to tell, as well as the storied history of cocktails, spirits, and bars. I'm Blair Beavers, and here's your host, Leanne Sims. Welcome, listeners. Today, we are at the home of Ryan Schumann, the bar manager at Worthington Tavern. Ryan, thank you so much for having us to your home. Thank you for coming. We really thank you for the chartreuse. Absolutely. (laughs) So tell us about you, Ryan. Um, When did you start bartending? Probably underage, but I started bartending at Union probably 2009, 10, 11, something like that. As soon as I could bartend, I was bartending. What drew you to it? I mean, I had been bar backing, serving in the industry for a while. It was something that I was like, the day I turned 21, I better be on the schedule as a bartender. And the day I turned 21, my manager had me on the schedule as a bartender. So Union is known for their very, very strong drinks. Yes. That is true. Are they craft, though, or are they just pour really strong drinks? Um, It was probably about a 50-50... What people ordered, craft versus just a vodka tonic, a vodka soda, gin and tonic, whatever. Um, we had cocktails that were like specialized for the spot. Mm-hmm. They were martinis. We had a martini happy hour. People would order them after martini happy hour, but we had such a good happy hour. People pretty much only ordered them then. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I mean, they probably didn't care what they had at that point. (laughs) After martini happy hour, your martinis were filled to the brim. It was like a straight up old school giant martini glass. Yeah. Yeah. So I should have mentioned not not all of our listeners are in Columbus or even in Ohio. So Union is in the short north arts district of Columbus, Ohio. And then where you are now, Worthington Tavern, is in Worthington, Ohio. Still on High Street. Still on High Street. (laughs) Still on High Street. A few miles north. So where did you go after Union? Uh, From Union, I was also working at Starbucks at the same time. We hear that so Because I love coffee. Mm -hmm. It was a great discount. You could get um, perks and benefits for part-time. Which was awesome. Yeah. From Union, I went to Delaware, moved there for a short term. In that time, I got a job at Veritas. It was super small, super like awesome. We could do anything we wanted. We had any tools or, you know, bar equipment, kitchen equipment that we wanted. The owner, chef, was. 100% into it. You wanted it, you wanted to make it happen, he was going to help you do it. So that was like his incubator for restaurants. He had 1808, which was like right next door. We ended up growing up getting best restaurant in Columbus when we were located in Delaware Mm -hmm. twice. We moved to Columbus, opened up down there. It was very, like, it was great. We pretty much ran the fine dining scene for a good couple of years. That was where I learned the craft cocktail scene, the like freedom to create, the freedom to like do what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Like ice, we could choose whatever ice we wanted. I cut ice for a good two years 
that was like one mm-hmm. of the things I always kind of applauded people for like oh wow you're making craft ice like holy cow people pay you a lot of money to cut frozen water yeah and that shit's hard yeah. it's not an easy like feat especially when you're not doing it with a bandsaw I was cutting things with a Japanese knife mm-hmm. um yeah, they do make very nice Japanese ice cutting knives. That is not very productive. <laughs> it takes a long time to actually get the amount of ice that you would need for one service. So, yeah, I did that. We had sous vide, we had uh, spenzals, we had freeze dryer, we had anything you wanted. Tools, yeah, all the, fun all the things, all the fun stuff. But was there any one thing that uh, that you did or learned or a cocktail that made you think, oh, man, this is this is my craft. This is what I want to do. Honestly, it probably wasn't any of that. It was probably working with somebody who was so interested in wine and so passionate about wine that I had to reflect on myself and say, wow, you're really passionate about cocktails like are you that passionate about cocktails as that person is about wine? Are you referring to Greg Stokes? Greg Stokes, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Greg, I love you. <laughs> um, but yeah, to this day, I have a vast knowledge of wine. And it's not even vast. When I saw his 4,000, 5,000 index cards of wine information, it, it was intimidating mm-hmm. it, for him to be like, Will you test me on wine? Like, I'm going to say these things, see if anything matches up, whatever. It was mind-boggling, the yeah. amount of information that you had to, like, retain to pass that kind of certification. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, his passion definitely drove me to be more passionate. Tristan from Veritas up in Delaware definitely was my eye-opener he didn't tell me no he allowed me to do what I wanted to do Josh Dalton from Veritas he was very hands-off if it worked if it was something that people liked do it like do it until people don't want it Mm -hmm. and then get rid of it do the next thing do the next best thing Mm -hmm. read books inform yourself like follow trends but make your trend better Mm -hmm. and that was like one of those things that you know people read books and they follow these trends and that's great people like trends people Mm -hmm. are trendy people Mm -hmm. are basic they want to follow what's on tiktok but if you can make that trend your own and better that was what i was allowed to do at veritas very fun I like that. So how much did you work with the chefs? And how much do you work with the chefs now at Worthington Tavern to develop your cocktails, or do you? Um, definitely worked a lot more with the chefs at Veritas. We were using kitchen items. We had a cocktail that was like $50. It was made with vintage Armagnac. Um, we infused it with like $2,000 worth of Paragord black truffles and we did it kind of as a joke. We were getting ready to open this bougie restaurant and we were like, let's do something. And it was pretty much Josh's idea. 
I might have had a little bit of say in it, but he was the one who was footing the bill. So we bought probably $1,500 worth of vintage Armagnac and $2,500 worth of black Perigord truffles. And yeah, we made a $50 cocktail. How many did you sell? All of them. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> we had a select amount, probably about 10 bottles worth, I think. Mm -hmm. And by year two, we had sold all of it. Cool. Hmm. Awesome. So, it was definitely one of those things like I have to have the cocktail. Exactly. You know, and it had right. shaved black paragord truffles on yeah. top. It was yeah. Mm. It was my favorite job I've ever had and the job that made me who I am today. Mm. For sure. Wow. Very cool. So you prefer fine dining or you just prefer the uh, the ownership giving you freedom to do what you wanted to do? Both. Okay. Fine dining for the attention to detail, the explaining, the knowledge that you got pre-service. Yeah, having the freedom to do what I wanted behind the bar was definitely a perk. I get a little ass hurt every once in a while when I don't get to do what I want. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Don't we all? But such is life. Yeah. So do you have a, um, a, a spirit that you're really enjoying working with right now? Not one in particular. Always whiskey. Okay. I think whiskey is so diverse. Mm. But more so on my, like, you know, quick to grab. Okay, I'll give you a, like a base spirit and I'll give you two mixer style spirits. Okay. Always going to go for whiskey, but newly, Mezcal. Mm -hmm. I love Mezcal. Always rum. Rum's always in the back pocket. People hate rum. People say they don't like rum. People like rum. You make them a rum cocktail and you don't tell them what it is. Mm -hmm. They taste it and they're like... Well, rum is a pretty, oh God, very... like Diverse. Diverse. Yeah. That's, that's a good word. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's lots of different rums out there. Gimlet. Daiquiri. Like... People don't even know what a daiquiri is nowadays. Right. They think blended strawberry, TGI Fridays, yeah. Applebee's. Yeah. My favorite is the Hemingway daiquiri. Have you ever had a Papa Doble? Uh, yes. So. That's what tequila? No. No. Tell me what it is. Double the rum. So four ounces of rum. Double the grapefruit. Oh, that's right. Double the lime. Because Hemingway wanted a bigger cocktail. Yeah. Bigger cocktail with no sugar. sugar. Yeah. So bump back. The, uh, so we, we didn't know the name of it, but we always make our cocktails double at home. <laughs> what about a death in the afternoon? Oh, I love a death in the afternoon. I love absence so much. I love Hemingway. Yeah. That was a Tristan thing. Really? He yeah. definitely got me hooked on Hemingway. Interesting. Like right now at Worthington Tavern, we have a Tavel Rosé which was Hemingway's favorite style of rosé to drink. Interesting. Which is a very savory, very cold weather style rosé that sits on the grapes for a longer period of time. So it's very, very like magenta in color, which a lot of people think, oh, it's going to be way sweeter. It's not. It's mm -hmm. still dry. It's savory. Like I said, it almost drinks like a chilled red. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I love to hear you say that. I know our listeners have heard me say this before, but I actually wrote a script for a TV show 
called Behind the Stick, and it's a, a cocktail competition. And my very first episode is the Hemingway episode. So the bartenders have to know that he was a diabetic and didn't like, you know, to have much sugar mm-hmm. and all the things that he liked to drink. So I love to hear that. That's very cool. Do you like your Hemingway on crushed ice or regular ice? Uh, I like it up, actually. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I guess I should have said Papa Doble. I do a Papa Doble on crushed ice, a couple of whip shakes, not the Hemingway. The original gotcha. Hemingway daiquiri definitely would be up. Um, such, such a great cocktail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it, mm-hmm. love it. Hey, can't question Hemingway. He definitely <laughs> knew how to drink. Yeah, he was right? a professional. Yeah. Um. So I'm almost positive he liked chartreuse too. I feel I like I chartreuse. read that somewhere. That crazy. Who doesn't thing? like chartreuse? Wouldn't you? Wi- don't you wish you could invent something like chartreuse? Wouldn't that be amazing? How much do you work with chartreuse behind the bar when you can find it? When I can get it, um, as often as possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been using yellow, um, making a lot of, like, Champs-Élysées with yellow chartreuse, making a couple other cocktails I've come up with in the past. So when the people come to your bar, do you, do you prefer that they order the original cocktails on your menu or... Do you like it when they say, you know, could you make me something different? Or is that just annoying? I mean, either way, guess it depends on the day of the week. It depends on how busy we are. Obviously, this week was restaurant week. Um, wasn't probably the go-to, uh, can I get a custom cocktail week? But on the regular, if I'm not busy, absolutely. I want to make you something that you've never heard of. One of the things I've come up with in the past, one of the cocktails that created the scene, like like I just said, Champs-Élysées is one of my favorite cocktails ever. A lot of people don't give cognac the recognition that it deserves. There are so many good cocktails made with cognac, mm. like the sidecar. Mm-hmm. What a simple cocktail that's Such just a classic. fucking delicious. Yeah. Yep. Um, What's a Champs-Élysées? I don't know what that is. Um, so it's cognac, uh, chartreuse, lemon, simple, orange bitters. It's very simple. It's it's one of my favorite books ever is the Cocktail Codex. Okay. It literally breaks down cocktails into five categories. One of them, I believe, being the sidecar, the French 75, or one of the two, but that's like a whole group. You know, you have your super sweet cordial, you have your citrus, you have your base liquor, one of them being like the old fashioned or the Manhattan stirred cocktail, one of them being a sour. And they pretty much say all these cocktails that are created are derivatives of these basic five cocktails. Mm -hmm. It's really a genius book. Mm -hmm. Um, More approachable than something like the Aviary's book, which is the most beautiful cocktail book ever, Mm -hmm. the most extravagant. I love it, Mm -hmm. but also that's not practical uh, practical for everyday use. I will say the Cocktail Codex, however, is very practical. Wine Folly, the best book for, like, introduction to wine. Like, literally telling you, every aspect what it pairs with what color it is what the taste Hmm. notes are what the like scent notes are where it's from where it can be grown like all of that i have a whole like library of books up there and 
you know, that was one of the things that Josh Dalton really kind of pushed. You need to educate yourself. You can teach yourself. You don't have to go to bartending school. You don't have to be like, I need to, you know, do this or do that to learn this. Just educate yourself. Read mm-hmm. books. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all you Practice. need. Practice. Practice, yeah. Mm-hmm. Be, like, immersed in it. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing. Tristan taught me a lot. Like, once you figure out, like, the basics of what flavors go together, what the ratios are, you can pretty much, like, visualize and kind of conceptualize a cocktail. The last two times that you guys have been in for the cocktail tour... I literally conceptualized it in my head, went in, made it right before you guys got there, and was like, cool, it works. I know, kind of ballsy. <laughs> like, if it didn't work, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> mm, it's so good, right? <laughs> that first one, one fan favorite. What was the one, what's the one with the apples garnish? Oh, the Gatsby. Oh, yeah. I love that yeah. cocktail. That was awesome. Surprising. It's Canadian whiskey. Yeah. I love Crown Royal Apple. I have zero problems with Crown Royal. Yeah. People, it, they turn their nose up on the daily. That's just Because silly. they're like, uh, Canadian whiskey, I like, you know, like. Bourbon. Yeah. And <laughs> I give them a taste and they're like, I'll have one of those. Yeah. I love Crown <laughs> It's delicious. Royal. It's yeah. like yeah. biting into, what's the best apple? What's your favorite apple? Honey crisp. Okay. What's your favorite apple? Probably that or a Mac, Macintosh. Really? Yeah. Okay. My favorite's Fuji and Gala. They're very floral, and I think that that drink is very floral. Yeah. Like, you get the apple, but you get, like, the whole essence of apple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Pichot's Bitters kind of, like, feeds into that, like, floral kind of, like, aromatic. Yeah. You can tell what you're drinking, but the flavors really meld together and mm-hmm. it's a beautiful cocktail and I love a cocktail that comes with a snack and I love apples so. and it's got <laughs> glitter in it it's got yeah, how do you do that <laughs> it's gilded um we have a edible glitter powder that's really cool how did you find that just on Amazon that's so mm. cool so I mean Kevin the other bartender that I work with on the regular uh-huh. the other primary bartender um, he had mentioned like, oh yeah, I've used that in the past. Don't use a lot. It goes a long way. Yeah. Like one puff. And probably for the first three months that we were using it, we would literally spray it at each other on the daily more than once until we figured out that we hated cleaning up the amount of glitter that was could, <laughs> like attached to everything. Like if you look at anything that has come from the bar, my bag, my shoes, my clothes are in the wash, but anything that has been at that bar behind there, like, is coated. And I don't think you mentioned how long have you been at Worthington Tavern now? We did our first, like, premiere, like, soft opens the last week of May. First week we opened officially was June 3rd or 4th, I think. And you've been there since it opened? Yep. Nice. Not cool. So, do you prefer egg whites? You don't even have to say anything else. Egg whites, yeah, of course. It's silky. It's, I mean, we use a, you know, a foamer because it's easy. It's Mm -hmm. fast. Eggs are freaking expensive. I couldn't imagine throwing away egg yolks. Mm -hmm. We don't have a lot of people requesting 
just yoked scrambled eggs rather than egg white scrambled eggs. So, you know, it's like, yeah, if we were making something that called for that, you right. know, like a, what? Like, Custer or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we're not making anything like that. So, yes, we do use a foamer. And then also the whole fact that people are more against, you know, raw egg in a cocktail or they're vegan Which is or really they're dumb. vegetarian. Well, I'm, vegan and vegetarian is not dumb, but being afraid of egg whites in a cocktail is yeah. just dumb. No. So what's the what's the chickpea alternative? Aguafaba. I don't like that. I don't like the it way it stinks. Sm- yeah, it smells weird. And it doesn't. It, it, just the thought of it makes me. Your drink smells like farts. It doesn't <laughs> have the same <laughs> texture does. either as no, a white. It doesn't. Yeah. No. It doesn't. I like the feed foam. The feed foam I think works well, but it's still it's not egg white. Yeah, feed foam. Okay, so we're using feed foam, and feed foam works well. A couple of drops, and it does its job. Mm-hmm. Is there a trend, like you mentioned, smoking cocktails, which I'm, I'm personally over it. Is there a trend? <laughs> I don't like the smoke cocktails. <laughs> personally, after breathing it in so many times, it's like, okay. I'm I thought it was great for a while, but now I'm just like, mm. I'm just over it. Is there a trend that you're excited about or upcoming? Anything new? Or trying to I'm, make happen? I'm always trying to make stuff happen. <laughs> <laughs> so... The trends I've been reading about lately, because I said I do like to inform myself. I like to like catch up with all the things that are happening in the industry. It's kind of weird. Do you guys know what the trend is? No. The new one? No. It's old school cocktails. like Oh, the fat washing? And no, no, old school, old school, like Cosmos, oh, Lemon Drops. Oh, oh, oh. So like, I did not know on that. this new mini release that we're going to do. I love a Cosmo. Um, I'm thinking about like updating... The old school drinks. That's fun. You know? People like vodka. I like vodka. I don't like vodka. A lot of bartenders say vodka doesn't have a taste. It's the iceberg lettuce and spirits. Okay, well, do you like wedge salads? <laughs> I do. You do? Okay, then you like vodka it in like some way. Bacon. <laughs> okay, so your salads are just a vessel to get the toppings to your mouth. Me too. <laughs> you shouldn't That's even fair. see... And that's a good the comparison. Make yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, where's the salad underneath all the things? But yeah, no, old school that's cocktails. That's that's cool. Literally, so, like, but like old school, like retro cocktails, not old school like pre-prohibition, no, 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 yeah. right? Or, like, like the eighties, seventies, eighties. The very poorly made cocktails of the eighties, but made but need to good. be reinvented. Yeah. yeah. I love that idea. I do too. That's so cool. like, yeah, the melon ball or like you know the Midori mm-hmm. uh, sour or even the whiskey sour. Whiskey like so, like I make time. whiskey sours the original recipe with, um, or not whiskey sour. Sorry, the amaretto sour mm-hmm. with one and a half ounces of amaretto, half an ounce of high proof bourbon to kind of offset that Ooh, sweetness. I love that idea. And it really makes a difference because. You know, you're still adding simple, you're still adding lemon juice, all that, but bump your simple down from, you know, three quarters of an ounce to half an ounce, bump in that half ounce of high proof bourbon. It's a very, like, balanced cocktail. I mean, most people that come to a bar and order an Amaretto Sour are only familiar with Sour on a Gun, Amaretto, like, uh, De Kuiper, mm-hmm. whatever oh, brand of Amaretto 
is the cheapest. So uplifting these drinks, kind of giving them like a new like Refresh. take on life, like breathing in some kind of something. Mm-hmm. I mean, at Veritas, I did <laughs> a cocktail. We didn't have soda guns. We didn't carry any non-house-made sodas, juices, anything like that. So I did a cocktail for a while, which ended up being very, very popular. Coincidentally, I caught it by popular demand. People ordered Cosmos on the regular. So I did a Cosmo. I can't remember the recipe exactly, but it definitely had... Aqua de Cidro, which is a grappa-based liquor, had a house-made cranberry, orange, spice, shrub. It had... Oh, I love the idea of Lemon shrub. oil. Oh it had, like, all this bougie shit. And it's like, oh, my God, you literally made half the stuff for this cocktail by hand. And it's just a Cosmo at the end of the day. But it was a fucking delicious Cosmo. Yeah. Sounds and people sounds ordered the shit out of it. And it was very popular. And it was a play on by popular demand. So many people yeah. ordered it. And I was like, we don't carry cranberry juice. Sorry. Okay, well, whatever. I'll take a lemon drop. And I'm like, oh my God. Just might as well make the fucking Cosmo. <laughs> um, so yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I'm thinking about... Uh, Bringing back some... It's so like a tequila sunrise with mezcal. However thing? you want it. That sounds However awesome. you want it. But we're going to be making our own grenadine. We're going to be making some kind of orange syrup. Some kind of something. Oleo, whatever it might be. But something to make it better than it was. Oh, it was okay. a good start when they came up with the cocktail, but... Yeah, well, it, that was it can be reinvented. That was back when they didn't use fresh juice. Mm-hmm. Back know, then when they, they didn't have fruit. Habits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, we don't know how that happened. Now we're gonna have to actually start be or start doing things to be more conscientious about fruit and a lot of things. Mm-hmm. To be honest, the bar scene. You read in a few books, a few like blogs, a few like people's outlooks on the actual like big picture cocktail scene and they're trying to make it more efficient make it more green Mm -hmm. and there are a lot of ways you can do that I might be a bit of a purist in that sense so for me personally I would prefer to use the real thing but there are ways around it super juices where you can use peels sugar you're extracting those oils, you add a portion of the juice, but not the whole amount of juice that you'd be juicing from those actual fruit. And you can make a large quantity with just the concentration of those oils and sugar and fruit. Hmm. I mean, it's a lot of work to go into, for me, such a small amount of yield, but there are definitely some things that are probably going to change over the next couple of years. Mm. eggs right now yeah i mean our chef told us that eggs were costing 30 some dollars for a case now they're like 120 dollars a case just go get yourself a chicken do you have any good stories you'd like to share i mean i've been in the industry for coming up on 17 years what kind of story do you want just at least give me a tidbit of like what you want i mean i've been bitten i've been hit with a belt 
I have been slapped. I've had my hair pulled. Most of those things happened at Union. Um, <laughs> I think all those things happened at Union. Um, I have definitely seen a little busy uh, hand action underneath the table at Union. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. <laughs> Dumped a bottle of grenadine on a couple that wouldn't get out of the bathroom. They were in there for a very long time. Definitely doing the dirty. My bar manager and I took two bottles of grenadine, went to the bathroom, and squeezed them over the top of the stall on top of them. And they walked out like uh, Game of Thrones. Shame. Shame. Yeah. I forgot you would work there, so I'm sure there are a lot. Yeah, that's why I was like, can you please preface you want a happy story, a sad story, or a gross story? Like, I mean, I have the whole gamut of stuff. Like, whatever you think you'd like to share. And have the... you ever met anybody famous? Yes, I <laughs> I met a few people. I met Jennifer Coolidge. Okay. I met. I bet that was a trip. Adam Lambert. I've met a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race contestants. So these people came to Union. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Why Union? Do you think? I, I mean, Adam Lambert. Gay, yeah, like mm-hmm. Jennifer Coolidge, gay icon, like mm-hmm. all the RuPaul Drag Race people. That was like kind of their home spot, fixture, gotcha. like area to be in. They were either performing at Union, Axis, or both, and so it was just comfortable to just stay there. Plus, I'm sure that they got some kind of spend or mm-hmm. comped, mm-hmm. whatever. You. So hmm. you won your first cocktail competition. Does first that time, make you... first one. Yeah, that was kind of amazing. So does it make you want to do more competitions? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it, yeah, sure, maybe. Was your mom there? She was not. She was. It was a ticketed event, and they sold out very fast. Yeah. Of course, I caught her within like. Probably 10 minutes of winning because for the first two minutes of winning, I didn't even know what was going on. I was talking to the owner, <laughs> Brian Swanson. I was talking to him and he slaps me on the chest. He's like, hey, hey, did you hear that? And I was like, what? And he was like, you just won. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh my God. So yeah, I, I don't know. I think that was like one of those things I didn't expect to win, but I wanted to win. Mm-hmm. And so it was like. My nervous jitters made me, like, cancel out everything. And I was just kind of, like, tunnel vision. Like, okay, it's time we did it. We, like, poured all of our cups worth of drink. We ran out of stuff. Like, okay, time to go home. And then they called us as winning. And I was like, oh, my God. This what is was your cocktail? Uh, it's called <laughs> Fred Astaire and Ginger. It was a play on... A Vucure, which is one of my favorite cocktails mm-hmm. ever. Strong flavors of ginger snaps or gingerbread. Like, 100%, you take a step and you're transported to eating some kind of gingery treat in the middle of, like, the Christmas season. For the competition, we did a white chocolate shell that was, like, studded with cranberries, Toasted pistachios, 
edible gold glitter because why not um and uh crushed up ginger snap cookies there's expensive bougie ones that you get from like the world market mm-hmm. that are like super yes, spicy and snappy yes, all super thin wafers god i love those um but we did a shell like a, a dome on top of our our coop and we provided the uh, judges with a small gold hammer that they knocked the chocolate shell in the middle it broke into pieces it was all kinds oh, of cute. like theatrics but um yeah I mean it was delicious it was a very cohesive cocktail we asked everyone who got a sample to eat the chocolate first with that fatty like it was a very high fat content mm. chocolate very rich, very decadent, coat your mouth, and then take a drink of the cocktail. And it was like eating a gingerbread square with icing on top. It was very much one of those things that would just transport you to like smack dab 21st of December. You're like at a party and they have these gingerbread squares or whatever. Nice. And we're still making it. We're getting ready to change the menu over very soon, but I think it's on the last batch. I just made four fresh bottles of Fred Astaire and Ginger, and I think well, that's it. Well, that name. That's very cool. That's fun. Well, congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. When can our listeners, uh, when can they visit you at Worthington Tavern? Every day but Sunday and Monday. Okay. <laughs> and you're open every day? Every day but Monday. But Monday. Yeah, I don't work Sundays. Uh, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, we are closed for lunch, but we're open for dinner. Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays, we're open all day. Okay. Well, Brian, thank you so much for doing our podcast and inviting us into your beautiful home. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much. And we hope to see you very soon at Worthington Tavern. Listeners, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Seabus Craft Cocktail Tour. Visit our website at columbuscraftcocktailtour.com for cocktail tour dates women and whiskey tastings, special events, merchandise. And if you're looking for a gift for that special person in your life, get them a gift card to our cocktail tour. Thank you to the biographer for our original music. And please remember to drink responsibly and be cocktail curious. Cheers. This has been a Last Call Productions production.